Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition. This week it comes from Max Hayes, host of the Garibaldi Red podcast from our sister news site, Nottinghamshire Live. Max, welcome to the podcast. How are you keeping? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, uh, Andrew. All right. Um, looking forward to talk about Forest and, and looking forward to tomorrow's game, actually. Might not be after the result, but but um, yeah, it's nice to be back, actually, for Forest playing on a Saturday for once. Yeah, well, listeners and viewers to our podcast know that on Monday I was feeling a little bit, uh, shall we say, depressed about this fixture against Forest, given what happened on Boxing Day and given some of the uh, the players they have and given Newcastle's performance against Luton, especially from a defensive point of view. But um, I'm feeling a little bit more chipper about it, given uh, Forest's uh, appearance in the FA Cup um, in midweek. Had to go to penalties against uh, Bristol City, wasn't it? And um, they got through. But tired legs will work in Newcastle's advantage. Um, how will they, they deal with the extra minutes uh, in midweek, Max? Well, it was something that really wasn't wasn't handy at all. Um, I think the fans, you could sense it amongst the 90 minutes as the game was going on and we were thinking we're going to go to extra time here. And we had a similar case when we went away to Blackpool in the FA Cup third round, another replay. It went to extra time. Forrest got the job done in extra time and didn't have to go to penalties. But this time it went to penalties, which doesn't help. It probably doesn't help the stress levels of the coaching staff and the players and, and even the fans and everyone around the club. So we got the job done in the end, which was the most important thing. But the same sense, it really isn't handy given, you know, huge Premier League games coming up, the situation surrounding Forest with a possible points deduction and, and basically needing to start picking up points. I wouldn't really call games must-wins yet. Uh, but in the same sense, uh, you know, we've got to start getting wins and particularly at home because the home form hasn't been as good as it's been this season than it was last season, perhaps. And we're recording this at about half past 11 on, on Friday morning and, and Nuno's press conferences later this afternoon. So your answer to this question uh, might be proved wrong later on when Nuno speaks to the press. But has that game in the FA Cup come at a cost with Morgan Gibbs-White potentially missing for the game against Newcastle? Yeah, possibly. There's lots of reports. He managed to take the penalty um, and, and and managed to basically stay on. I think that was because Forrest couldn't make any more subs. We'd made all the subs in normal time and in the first few minutes of extra time. So he had to stay on. He had to play an unnecessary amount of game time and, and, and the rest of the extra time. Um, no one knows really what the injury was or, or, or is, but, but he was definitely limping and... After the game, he seemed to kind of go down the tunnel and not looking in in the best shape. Um, and and 
ultimately he scored the penalty, but but I think I think Forrest will be kicking themselves given that maybe now he's going to miss this game possibly. Should we have brought him off and and or should we have played with ten men and and, and actually risked him because he's that important to Forrest. He's been such a instrumental part in 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 this season last season the creativity he brings so i i i think he'll possibly miss the game tomorrow nuno might come out this afternoon and, and it might all be nice and and rosy fingers crossed for our side you'll be hoping hoping not uh, but it but if he's out for 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 even two weeks it's a huge miss for forest tomorrow yes we do have options in midfield to play with we've got the likes of Ryan Yates, Danilo, but we're, we're, we're without Oral Mangala, who we sold in the January transfer window. So, you know, there's replacements, but but they're not as good as Morgan Gibbs-White and, and what he can bring to the team for sure. And talking about the January transfer window, Morgan Gibbs-White was linked to a move to Newcastle United, which was a little bit bizarre because we all knew the uh, financial fair play constraints that the Magpies were dealing with. So a deal was very unlikely. But um, could you see him playing in a top six side? I mean, Newcastle have to get there first, but would he fit in, in into a Newcastle United side, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'm surprised Southgate hasn't been looking at him more closely in, in, in terms of the England squad. I often think that that can be the case with lower league, Premier League sides, almost not getting a look in uh, in, in, in terms of players going and, and, and playing for England internationally. But definitely, um, in terms of top six sides, you look at probably the likes of somebody like Newcastle. Obviously, you know, you see you've got to kind of get there first, but it would be probably an ideal fit. I, I can't see him slotting into a side like City or United, Arsenal straight away. But somebody like Newcastle, I think there'd definitely be room for him. Um, and I think in the next few years, we'll see more and more links. You know, he could go in, in, in the summer. If Forrest get relegated, given a points deduction, it's a disaster, really, because you've got, Premier League players that probably don't want to be playing in the Championship. Yes, a few will stay, but I won't be surprised if Morgan left the club in the summer if Forrest were to get relegated. Fingers crossed we don't and, and fingers crossed he's still here for a long time, but he just adds that something different. I think when you look at him in terms of statistically as well, the amount of chances he creates, you know, his, his contributions, his, his um, you know, just just attacking threat he gives as well. And I've never think I don't think I've ever watched a Forest player actually from from following the club closely all my life that that can change a game as much as he can. And you miss him so much when he's injured. And 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 he had a bit of a slow start, as most players do last season when we paid what a lot of people would have labelled a ridiculous sum for him. But we seem to be proving the doubt is wrong, really, with the money we paid. Steve Cooper, when he was at Forest, wanted him. He worked closely uh, under Cooper, Morgan did. Um, throughout his time when when uh, Cooper managed England and, and also obviously on loan at, at Swansea for a short period of time. That was the reason we got him. And he also knows Nuno quite well from his time at Wolves. So, you know, you've had two head coaches in the past, you know, two years that that know what he's like, know what he can give, know what he can offer. So I would be very surprised to see him leave next season if, if, if Forrest stayed up. But definitely in the next few years, he'll go on to bigger and better things, sadly. And, and I'd like to see him internationally in an England shirt very soon. Mm, well, our listeners are probably screaming at their speakers now saying, don't mention Gareth Southgate to me because I could <laughs> rant and rave all day about Gareth Southgate. I'm not his biggest <laughs> fan, especially of his uh, selection of certain players or non-selection. I, I agree. <laughs> but, um, we'll leave that there. But if indeed Morgan Gibbs-White is injured, 
um, this weekend. I, I do wish him a speedy recovery um, um, for the game after, but um, I'm not going to be losing any sleep if indeed he doesn't feature on Saturday <laughs> because he is such a good player. Um, the other person who is missing is Chris Woods. Um, I jokingly called him uh, Messi um, on the reverse podcast that we did um, for your channel, Max, because um, he was just electric against Newcastle on Boxing Day. Um, but you said to me that actually that performance aside, he hasn't really set the world alight and now he's out injured. No, he hasn't. I think what was interesting is that during the time that, that Chris would played under Steve Cooper, we were playing him quite deep and, and he and he was having to kind of come in and, and, and receive those balls and he struggled to hold them up. When you look at almost another striker for Forrest that's back recently and that will be a huge threat for Newcastle tomorrow, it's Tyro Wani. He's strong, his physicality, his pace, and he can hold those balls up and he can play quite deep. Whereas actually Nuno, to be fair with him, one thing that Cooper didn't do was almost play players to the best of their, their ability. And that was Steve Cooper's biggest downfall at Forest. He would often play Morgan Gibbs-White out on the wide. He was never a player you could play on the flanks. You needed him in the middle. The same way a little bit with Chris Ward. Playing him deep just didn't work. Nuno came in and, and really for the first game against Newcastle, played Wood just on that defensive line, almost just on that offside trap. And by just timing runs to him and having those two fast players of Alanga and Hudson and Doyle either side, it makes the world a difference. So he did a you know, he did a brilliant job against Newcastle and, and Forest fans were shot watching it on the TV or or, or in the stadium on Boxing Day. It really was like a Christmas miracle to see Chris Wood score a hat trick. No disrespect to him, but but it's we just haven't seen it. And I think Newcastle fans, when we paid what six play, paid sixty million for him, were probably having a slight laugh maybe to themselves. And, and Forest fans probably agree. Saying that, you know, he, he he does offer something different. But since that Newcastle game, I can't really give you some real contributions off the top of my head. One thing I will say though about Chris Ward, and I will happily defend him, is he's there at the right place at the right time. He can be really quiet for 85 minutes. And if a ball pops into the box, Chris Wood will be there and he knows how to finish. He, he, he is a trademark striker like that. Um, but Taiwo is the number one striker and, and Chris Wood probably knows that. Saying that, I think if Chris Wood was fully fit tomorrow, I would have backed him to start. You know, bit of something about it against Newcastle, his former club tomorrow. Did well in the reverse fixture, but we're without him. So, so let's see how Taiwo does as his replacement. Almost, hmm. it's funny because you mentioned there that the price tag that Forrest eventually played for Wood, and when he when he left Newcastle United, I don't think many people were sad to see him go because he wasn't prolific. But given Newcastle's injuries of late, especially up top, you know, I think many people would would, would have loved to have seen him as an option. I mean, they'd like to see any senior strike as an option, given injuries to Callum Wilson and Alexander Isak and now Anthony Gordon. But as it is, um, it'll just be Callum Wilson on Saturday because Gordon and Isak both out injured. So that kind of spells out the, the, the troubles that Newcastle having on the injury front. You mentioned Taiwo there, back from injury. I mean, that's a massive boost for you guys, isn't it? I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. I'd love to see him in a Newcastle United shirt, actually. He's, he's quick and he's strong and he, he knows where the back of the net is. He had that wonderful record, didn't he, where I'm not going to try and guess what number it was of matches, but he scored in consecutive matches, didn't he, uh, over a long period of time. It was a, it was a tremendous achievement. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I can remember the exact uh, number and, and, and goals and games, but but he does offer that for Forrest. Again, right place, right time. Uh, and and, and Tywo had a bit of a slow start for Forrest when he arrived, but 
He'd come from a different country. It was a new culture for him. It was a new club to settle into. He'd never played in the Premier League before. And it, and it's massively paid off. That that piece of recruitment will probably double Forrest's investment. I think Forrest actually paid in the region of around 15, 14 million for him. Well, now I'd be saying he's worth 50, 60 million. So, you know, Forrest have doubled their, their investment in a player, which is important to do given all the financial rules and, and how football clubs have to operate in the Premier League in the modern day. Um, so, so, so Taiwo does, does offer that bit of difference and, and he does something that Chris Wood doesn't, which is probably run a bit more and, and, and he pressures and he's always there and energetic. And I, I think you can feel his energy amongst the team, probably on the pitch and off the pitch. He's a bit of a character in the dressing room as well. So Forrest's chances tomorrow will be boosted with him playing, you know, in a, in a pretty poor performance against Arsenal in the first half. Tywo then comes on in the second half and, and manages to rescue us a goal, albeit we didn't win or, or or draw the game, get anything out of it. But that was still a big positive for me was you see a player like that come on and you can straight away make a difference. We talk about Morgan Gibbs-White making a difference. Tywo's another player. If you bring him on or, or, or even start him, your chances of winning will be much much higher. And even when he's not involved in, in, in goals himself, just by holding up the ball, giving it to the fast players like Alanga and, and, and Hudson-Odoi we've mentioned, and almost working between him in the midfield and, and putting that pressure on the on the opposition's defensive line, it does wonders. And, and that's what's got Forest points, really, and, and probably kept us up last season. Hmm. I mean, Luton against Newcastle on Saturday, gone 4-4 draw. Their forward line really bullied Newcastle United's defence. Sharon Botman collectively didn't have a good game at all. And Adebayo um, and the, the other chap up front whose name completely escapes my memory. Um, Morris is it, I think. Anyway, they they, they both bullied Newcastle centre-backs. Would Taiwo give them a, a similar battle? Is he, is, he, is he strong enough in that instance to do that? Yeah, he is. Um, I, th- I think he's got that physicality. One thing with Taiwo that, that a lot of Forest fans were saying more recently, before he, he he got injured, so more at the start of the season, his teams start to work players out and, and, and do their homework, a bit like when Forrest did the homework very well on Newcastle on Boxing Day. That's one thing is that Tyro can get marked out of the game. Sometimes you can put two players on him or, or put someone that's at a, a similar physicality level against him and will mark him out of the game. And, and that's something he does struggle with. He can have those quiet games. Um, saying that, I, I still think with the attacking players throughout the side, the fast players. I mean, I keep mentioning, but, but someone like Anthony Alanga, who's been an incredible piece of business for Forest recently and, and, and been excellent for us, he knows how to give Tyro the service in a way. There's so many times, and I can remember actually standing in the away end at, at Forest Arsenal, the first game of the season. We were 2-0 down and Tywo was up front, he'd started. Anthony Alanga came off the bench and he picked up the ball from the halfway line and Arsenal did not know how to deal with him. He just kept running and running and straight away Tywo was positioning himself and, and his run as well and both of them being incredibly fast players. The ball went into the box and Forrest got a lifeline against the top six sides. So that's what he can do. It's that it, it's getting away on the counter-attack. That's what will be important, I think, for Forrest tomorrow is playing that counter-attacking football like we did on Boxing Day, like we've done against many top six sides. And players like Taiwo and Anthony Alanga will be crucial for playing that type of football, really. I can imagine every time you've mentioned the word Alanga, it sends shivers down the spine of our listeners because he was one man who's mightily impressive 
against Newcastle on Boxing Day. And the big question from a Newcastle point of view is all about who starts at left back. Is it Dan Byrne after a less than impressive performance against Luton at fault, arguably for two goals? Will it be Tino Livramento? I've said this week I do think it'll be Dan Byrne who, who starts. And I mean, the, the assumption is he'll go up against Alanga again, or, or if not, who will it be? And um, is it will it be Alanga, do we think? I think I, th- I think it'll be Alanga. Um, he's been injured recently, but he's come back. So I think it's two or three weeks. And to me, what's interesting is you look at a player like Taiwo, who's come back from injury. He still doesn't look that that hundred percent. He still hasn't got that kind of sharpness. Anthony Alanga slotted straight back into the side, and you'd think that he's just been on holiday for a few weeks, and 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 he hasn't had a quite a bad injury that 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 cost him three or four weeks for Forest. Um, I think Alanga will start. I also think Hudson Odoi will, uh, especially he's got you know he's full of confidence given a given a goal against Bournemouth. And, and he's been quiet recently for Forrest compared to Alanga. But again, he's got pace in him. He's a proven Premier League player. You know, Forrest signed him for four million in the transfer window. And when you think about that, again, now he, he's, he's probably worth even maybe double that because of what he's doing at Forrest. He almost suits the counter-attacking football. The same with Alanga. So I imagine that Alanga and Hudson-Odoi will start anti-Wo up front. It's probably our, well, I mean, it, it is our strongest attacking line up. In, in, in terms of in that final third, I can't give you anybody that, that could make a di- you know another difference. Given Chris Wood's injury, Forrest have still got Divock Origi um, because uh, they tried to kind of um, shift him out in the January transfer window, but, but that failed for the club. So he'll still be on the bench, but he's been someone that, that really, really, really hasn't impressed the Forrest and just looks unfit just doesn't doesn't look on it at all and really hasn't contributed anything to the club. I, I can't even think of a of an assist or even probably notable chance he's created actually. So that's where if Taiwo got injured or or, or Taiwo has to come off for fitness issues, Forrester without a striker, which is really, really worrying. There'll be a few academy players on the bench because of selection issues given the AFCON, given the injury list that that, that we have, albeit not as bad as Newcastle's. But that's that's the worry is now you're without Chris Wood. You haven't got another proven Premier League striker on the bench. Mm, very similar to the situation at Newcastle. Eddie House had his press conference this morning and he said both Isaac and Anthony Gordon will be missing, which leaves just Callum Wilson up top. And if Newcastle need to change it on the hour mark or it isn't working for Callum Wilson or he indeed picks up an injury, they haven't got uh, a striker to, to fill in. So you would imagine there'd be a, there will be a youngster on the bench um, who can potentially come on in an emergency for Newcastle. But just going back to Dan Byrne, Max, I, 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 I'm guessing that'll be, should he start, where Nuno will be targeting. He did a very good job of setting his players up to exploit uh, Byrne on Boxing Day. I imagine if he's seen the, the Luton highlights, he'll, he'll, he'll target him again. Yeah, I can imagine so, actually. Um, I mean, Dan, Dan Byrne's a bit of a funny one. And I suppose if you compared it actually to Forrest, particularly last season when we were playing Scott McKenna or, or, or Joe Worrell, not not at left back where obviously Dan Byrne's been playing recently, but but centre half. And I, I, I think in the Premier League, central defenders now need to be quick. They need to be on it. And, and Dan Byrne doesn't sometimes offer that. Um, saying that, you know, he's another proven Premier League player. And, and if he came to Forrest, I think, it, I think Forrest fans are... call it a good signing um but what you've seen with Forrest recently is you we've we've been playing young centre-backs we've been playing energetic centre-backs the like likes of 
Omar Baladelli from Norwich, who never got a look in with Steve Cooper. Nuno's come in and slotted him straight into the side. He's done excellent. You know, young player, Irish international, someone that really, really is sharp and and hasn't really made any mistakes in the last few weeks. The same with Murillo. Um, I'd actually say one threat for Newcastle would be Murillo because of of of, of what he does at, at, at that centre-half position. The jewels he wins, the, the defending, the techniques... And also, one thing he can do is he he will he will break away with the ball if 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 he can see a space in the in in the Newcastle midfield and and he's picked up the ball from the other area of the pitch he'll be running believe me and and he's got that pace and that and that energetic um, levels and 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 the quickness so so compared to kind of Newcastle's defensive line Forest probably are in a are in a decent position with Omar Baladelli and. Um, and Murillo, but in terms of if 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 Dan Burns starts, then then yeah, I think Forest fans will probably be quite positive, given that Nuno will be doing his homework. Forest will likely let Newcastle have a lot of the ball, albeit with a home side, and will try to counter attack. And players like Alanga up against Dan Burn, as me and you said on the reverse uh, podcast we did, I think there's only one winner really there, to be honest. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm going to hold out because every time Dan Burns really faced criticism the next game he bounces back so if he does start that's what i'm holding out for that he he comes back and proves the critics wrong um just in terms of forrest's main weakness what would you point to you were sitting down with eddie howe and you were saying this is the way you've got to target what would you say to him um do you know what with forrest i'd probably argue one of the main weaknesses is silly mistakes and you can and you can probably put that on the defensive line but one thing that forest have really struggled with and it's cost us points it's cost us against teams like bournemouth where you could maybe take all three but you know they had an early goal it it's silly errors from forest it's it's not defending set pieces a corner comes in forest really struggle if i was Eddie Howe, i'd be telling newcastle to utilize your set pieces tomorrow so to, to try and win corners, to try and win free kicks. Forrest really seemed to struggle. They've actually bought in a set-piece coach. You know, you see that a lot in modern-day football, but not with all clubs. I don't know if Newcastle have, have, have got a set-piece coach. I think um, they do, I, I do. Because, um, I mean, that's one of their key um, assets, areas. especially going forward with the, with the, the delivery of, of Kieran Trippier. And you've got the big lads like Byrne, Chair and Botman. Um, but, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's paid off because they're still not probably making the most of set pieces and then defensively I mean Luton prime example the first goal Luton got um, it was shocking two two free headers in the box from a mm-hmm. from a free kick so uh, you know more work is needed yeah and and, and more and more we more work is needed for Forrest in, in in terms of defending set pieces so I'd argue that that Newcastle will almost do do what they do and and, and come forward in numbers and, and Forrest will struggle defensively at times but we have the pace but then in the same sense, if if Newcastle get a corner early on, Forest fans will be worrying because we just seem to make these silly errors. It's We seem to struggle. I mean, Bristol City, a, a championship side, no disrespect to them, came to the city ground. Forest scored early on. It was a, I think Origi got the final touch, actually. There's me kind of talking about him not contributing, but I think he actually just got the touch at the at the near post from his knee or something. But it was a header off Musa um, Niakate for Forrest, who's just recently returned, sends a half. So again, another big boost for Forrest. He's come back from AFCON. Um, and, you know, it's like tomorrow. I think what Newcastle can do is break us down. And, and, and Bristol City did that very well. 
even counter-attacking us, almost playing us at our own game a little bit. Forest have struggled with with the pace sometimes getting back and and, and especially Nico Williams or or, or Harry Toffolo. Um, I don't think Tavares will, will, will start either. So in terms of the right back and and, and the left back, that's that's a position that that, that, that Forest have have struggled with in, in terms of finding consistency recently. Um, so that 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 will be an area of, of that, that, that probably Eddie Howe is is looking at and, and, and targeting. And also, Forest have had the tendency this season to just give away goals. You know, I, I've never known a side like it that are near the bottom of the relegation zone that need every point. You know, every decision, every shot on target, every defensive opportunity is crucial for Forest. It's massive, and yet we just seem to make these silly errors, and we just seem to to give away give away goals. I'm more confident now. We've got a new keeper though, and I'm I'm sure you're probably going to ask me that. Ask me about Matt Sells in a minute. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask you about him now. I mean, I don't <laughs> think anyone saw that coming. And to be fair to him, you know, he, he didn't have um, much time to impress in Newcastle. I think he got a couple of clean sheets and for whatever reason, Rafa Benitez just didn't fancy him and then he was moved on his way. But I don't think we saw enough of him to say he was a bad keeper or he was a good keeper. Um, but it's certainly going to be interesting to see him um, between the sticks on Saturday, assume that he gets the nod. Yeah, and he will. I, I, I can't see Forrest going back to Matt Turner. Saying that, he did well in the penalty shootout. The players surrounded him at the end. It seems like he'll, that'll do his confidence the world of good. But he's even admitted recently, Matt Turner, in interviews, that he hasn't been good enough. He's made these mistakes that have cost Forrest games. And, and when keepers make mistakes more than once on a consistent, consistent basis, it's, you know, it's time to change the... The keeper position, it's 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 not like you know, you're outfield players where mistakes do happen, but there's almost room for mistakes and, and I suppose you can sometimes justify them given given other players coming forward. But but Matt Turner's a supposed to be a Premier League goalkeeper and he just hasn't hasn't been great recently for Forrest and, and it's a conversation that's dominated the Forest fan base and Obviously, it influenced the owners as well for January transfer window by getting a keeper last minute. They tried everywhere. There was even links at point. I can't even remember the the the, the names we were linked with. Sam Johnston was was heavily linked um, from Palace, and I wouldn't call it a panic buy. I'd call it a desperation buy because we had to do it. We had to do it because I don't think anyone is confident in Matt Turner. The players weren't. The fans aren't. Don't think Nuno is. Nuno, you know, Nuno's a former keeper when he used to play. So he, I think he really wanted a keeper. Matt Sells, you know, his record at Strasbourg's great. Newcastle fans seem to be a little bit critical of him at, at times when he played for you in the championship. But look, he's done well so far. And um, um, I think tomorrow will be probably his biggest test yet for sure. Yeah, certainly so. I mean, will it be, it be his debut, won't it? Uh, no, he played. He played for. He played against. He, he played for Forest Bournemouth. He, he he slotted in straight after the January transfer window, and then he was he, he wasn't registered in time for the cup competition, the FA Cup. And I don't know if he still can play in, in that. Actually, given given the rules now with with players coming in and, and not registering them in time, so he'll play. He'll play tomorrow. So it will be his second game. It will be his first game at home in front of the Forest fans. Um, so a big reception for him. I think the fans will be right behind him because the confidence from the fans to to, to Turner hasn't been great. I mean, I've, I've stood in the away end many times. A classic example is, is is Forrest Brentford and Tony sets up to take the free kick and Ryan Yates 
he's telling Matt Turner what he's going to do and he's going to just swerve it round the wall and, and Turner says, no, no, you know, I want you to stay in that position, almost leading that that wall and and even Tony stops, uh, steps up and, and does what Tony does and, and the Forest fans literally stood in the away end as Turner walked back almost to the goal and the Forest fans just put their arms in the air really at him hmm. and so did Nuno and I, I, I just think that was his... That was his last moment for Forrest in a Forest shirt for me, sadly. But maybe given it uh, Salz's first game at the City Ground, so Newcastle can maybe try and exploit There might be a few nerves there. Um, just talk to me briefly about the points deduction threat then. How much of a distraction is it? Um, Nuno tries to defend it, I think, in the press. And as most managers will do, Sean Dyche does a great job of it. where it, They try not to let it get into the dressing room. But in a way, Forrest can probably use it as a bit of a siege mentality at the minute. Um, you know, from my point of view, the club have probably broken the rules um, and we do deserve to be punished. Uh, I, I think that's hard to take for a lot of Forest fans to understand. But when you bring in 30 players and spend an incredible amount of money, as we did last season as a newly promoted side, there's always going to be risks. Forrest will argue the thing called mitigation and, and all of that. And it's such a complex situation with the sale of Brendan Johnson to Tottenham. Um, I I think we will get a points deduction. I, I, I think that is likely. It's, it's frustrating uh, that we'll get it in April. The Premier League haven't gone about it in a great way. The same with Everton. Um, you know, you look at a side like Man City with all the charges that, that, that they will face themselves under and not one's been proved yet. Yet Forrest and Everton, two sides that are towards the bottom of the table will get punished. And, and that is where the I think the 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 Forest and Everton fans will moan at that and 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 will get frustrated is because of potentially what a lot of the sides in the Premier League call the top six bias. And and that has been frustrating, I think. You know, I, you, you you hear the Premier League chief in the last few weeks when he was in court talking about all the points deduction and he called Forest and Everton small clubs. And it's it's just things like that that that, that don't help the Premier League's case in terms of punishing Forest. Forest have got a good lawyer. Maranakis isn't stupid. Um, this is a guy that's invested a huge amount of money into the club before. He knows how to do business. We've got a top sports lawyer that, that that's represented Man City and many, many key professionals to get them off charges. At, at clubs and, and and at playing level. So who knows? I think Forrest will be dock points, sadly. I, I I just think realistically that's what we'll see. Um I just hope it I just hope it won't be any more than than five or six because if it is then then I think Forrest can probably say goodbye to, to Premier League football, sadly. But as uh, but as you say that, you know, if they do get the point deduction it might serve as extra motivation to make sure you know, they get as many points on the board as possible to to kind of soften the blow of a, of a points deduction. Um, just give me then the player from a Newcastle point of view that you're most fearing, most excited to see. Um, is there a player that stands out? I mean, I, I, I'd I actually say Callum Wilson. In terms of when we look at the attacking line, he's back, the fans behind him. And, and, and as you touched on there about Newcastle fans really getting frustrated that you know, about Gareth Southgate's selections. And I think that plays maybe a part in it as well. He always seems to do well against Forrest. I can remember when he played in the championship, he, he, he did well against Forrest. I fear for him. I really do. Um, I just think he offers that that kind of aerial threat as well. Um, so so I, I, I think he will... I think he will score tomorrow. Um, I think this will be a game with lots of goals. 
Uh, I, I, you know, I can see it as a draw in a way, but I also think that 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 if Newcastle are going to win tomorrow, then players like Callum Wilson will definitely be on the score sheet, and he's probably the biggest threat that that, that Forrest are facing, and that Nuno will be telling the players today in in pre-match meetings to be aware of, to be well aware of. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see him back, but I do also have a bit of concern just because. Eddie Howe hasn't got, as we've mentioned, the options to change it up should he uh, become tired, should, you know, just not work for Wilson on Saturday. And if I was Forrest, you know, that would be kind of um, my game plan just to, to you know, make sure Newcastle United don't hurt them and try and, you know, stop Callum Wilson from, from obviously scoring. And, and the longer that goes on and Callum Wilson gets tired because he's just come back from injury, you know, Forrest can, can look at Newcastle's bench and think, well, actually... They haven't got a game changer to to bring on in a, in a, in a centre forward position, so that's definitely something that works in um, Forest's advantage. And Newcastle, I think, will be aiming to, you know, get as many goals as quick as possible, so then they can take Callum Wilson off with an hour. Hopefully, they're three 0 up, and it, it won't matter too much. Um, but I think we are both in agreement, Mark, that this is going to be a high-scoring game because it seems like attacking-wise. Both sides have got something about them, but at this moment in time, defensively, you know, they're leaking goals. Yeah, yeah. And I think the silly mistakes will will, will cost Forrest tomorrow if we do lose the game again and, and defensively with issues. I think I think it'll be two two. I think this will be a high scoring game as 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 you mentioned there, just the attacking threats from both sides. And also the fans behind Forest, Newcastle will bring a great away and you know, great fans have really like Newcastle actually as a club. And that's one thing since returning to the Premier League is it's been nice to see Forest play at St James's Park and 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 also the same with with Newcastle fans coming to the city ground. So decent club, decent fans. I quite like Eddie Howe as well. So I think both sets of fans will be up for it tomorrow. A bit of bit of banter, a bit of back and forth between each other. Um and I think that 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 will be replicated on the pitch and and it should be a very interesting game on the telly. If I was a neutral, I'd definitely be cancelling plans tomorrow to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's going to be, as we've said, the high-scoring game. I think it'll be a really good atmosphere. The City Ground is one of those grounds which kind of makes it a spectacle. Like I said, under the lights, there's something special about playing under the lights. I, I am torn about how this one's going to go. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I can't see Newcastle United winning it because I just think that the same defensive mistakes that cost them against Luton are going to show tomorrow. The midfield issue is not going to have been solved in a week. Eddie Howe hasn't got the personnel to, to change it. So the same kind of frailties that Miley, Bruno and Longstaff provide, for want of a better phrase, to Newcastle. Um, will 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 still be there, and if Forest can exploit that, they will get goals. So high scoring game. I'm gonna go. Do you know what? I could quite easily see it being like another four four. I'm being brutally honest. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened in the Premier League, where there's been the same teams had a four four draw in consecutive games. Maybe that's one for the record books. But yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely going to be an entertaining game at the very least. Um, so Max, thank you very much for providing the insight to Nottingham Forest, Newcastle's opposition this Saturday. To you guys watching and listening, hit subscribe, follow through whichever platform you're joining us on. And head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news, including everything Eddie Howe had to say in the build-up to this game. And of course, a dedicated live blog covering Nottingham Forest versus Newcastle United from the City Ground. I've been Andrew Musgrove, and I'll see you very soon. Mm-hmm.